This month, our podcast is brought to you by Jay Brooks Coffee Roasters in Memphis, Tennessee. You know by now how much I love coffee, and Jay Brooks has a special place in my heart. True North is their original signature blend. Its name points to Jesus Christ, who they say is the real owner of this company. The name reminds us that we are guided by unwavering integrity and clarity of purpose directed by our Lord. The name derives from the world of orienteering, finding your way across terrain with a map and a compass. In order to stay on course and avoid getting lost, the compass must remain oriented toward true north to avoid getting off track by the pull of the compass toward magnetic north. When trekking in the backcountry, the alignment of the compass with true north must be regularly calibrated multiple times along the path in order to stay on course. Did you know that? I love learning new things. Just as the pull of magnetic north can get a hiker off track and eventually lost, so the pull of the world can also affect each one of us. If we're not careful to constantly calibrate ourselves, our spirits, ethics, morals, decisions, with our perfect standard in Jesus, we'll slowly but surely lose our way and end up somewhere we don't want to be. It's in these moments when it's especially important to create some breathing room and ask, how's all that working for you? Jaybrook's Coffee Roasters offers True North as a perfectly balanced cup that reminds us to remain centered in the one who is perfect to orient our lives every day. And hopefully we'll savor a cup that infuses a bit of tasty delight along the way. To order this signature blend for yourself and learn more about Jay Brooks, click the link in the show notes or visit jbrookscoffeeroasters.com. That's the letter J, brookscoffeeroasters.com. You are officially invited to create some breathing room. This is the absolute best podcast to find the strategies, resources, and motivation you need to stop drowning in overwhelm, break free from hustle culture, and live out your God-given purpose. I'm your host, Rachel Baker, and girl, I've been there, done that. It is my God-given purpose to help you find space for an intentional life so you can confidently live in those strengths, skills, and passions that light you up and serve others. I know you are ready to create some breathing room. So let's do it together. Hey, welcome to episode 12 of Create Some Breathing Room. This episode starts our new series about creating some breathing room through intentional rhythms. So for adults, having routines and rhythms helps us feel more organized and it reduces stress. It allows us to find more time for those activities that we enjoy. And for kids, daily rhythms help them feel safe and they can develop life skills they need and build healthy habits. So for those of us who are working from home this summer with kids around 24-7, I've put together a little bit of a guide of summer survival tips related to these intentional rhythms, and these can help make the days a little more mm, enjoyable, bearable, uh, whatever your goal is. This episode should help you with that. So the first thing that I want to talk about is daily schedules. And I know the idea of a daily schedule in summer brings up different feelings from different people. Some people hear daily schedule along with summer and it's cringeworthy that no, this is summer. There's no schedule here. We're free. It's summertime. And for others, you hear daily schedule and go, yes, please, let's do this. I need some routine in my life. And I will tell you, structure and routine are really helpful, especially if you've got kids, especially if you are trying to work from home. So that's why it's on the list. 
because that structure and that routine allows you and the kids to know what to expect, what's happening during the day. You're going to have less battles over all the things that come in a day if everybody knows what to expect. And this can be as detailed or as general as you want it to be. So you can include very specific times, or you can do time ranges, or you can even just have a general order of events. This doesn't have to be super regimented. And you can even, you can use words to list out everything that's going to happen. You could even use pictures. So for those of us who have neurodivergent kiddos, I know picture schedules are super helpful. When my son was a lot younger, we had two schedules, one for my daughter who could read and one for my son who could not yet read. Hers had the words listed out on it. His were pictures and he could see when it was time to brush his teeth, when it was time to go to bed, when he got to have some screen time or play outside. They were all pictures. So just know when I say schedule, I'm not saying a very specific calendar or planner where everything has an assignment. This can be general. This can be doing things in a certain order. And it can be as beautiful as you want it to be, color some pictures, whatever makes you happy. And this can include things like your activities for the day and week. It can be chores that the kids need to get done, or maybe you need to get done. Uh, When can the electronics come out? Are there certain things that have to be done first, or is it a certain time of day? Do you have special events that are happening? Maybe you're taking a trip to the water park, or you're going to meet friends at the park for a picnic, or whatever it is, going on a trip. It all can go on this schedule. So you can create it together, create it with the kids. And this is whether you are a parent and trying to work from home. Maybe you are a grandparent or just a caregiver. Create the schedule together with the kids. And everybody's going to give a little, take a little. It takes a little finagling and maneuvering around what everybody wants to do versus what needs to happen. But it's a lot more fun and the kids are a lot more invested if you can all create it together. So I do recommend that. So tip number one, daily schedule, whatever that needs to look like for you and yours. So tip number two, my second strategy, if you are trying to work with kids at home, try something new, just anything that's new. Now in episode 11, the one right before this, we shared a bunch of hobby ideas. And a lot of these came from the listeners. So you can take turns choosing the new thing to do, or you can each pick a thing to try independently. Maybe one kid really wants to try to build an amazing thing with Legos and the other not so much. Or maybe somebody really wants to try knitting for the first time. You know, it's anything, anything that you can think of. So just try something new. Um, Something I will share that our family is doing this summer is trying new places. And this doesn't have to include spending money. I want to make that very clear. You don't have to spend money for this. You can. You can say, what restaurants in town have we never tried? Or is there a new place in town we haven't been to? And that can be a fun family meal. So that's a win all around. If you can go out and eat at a new place you've never been, it's a new adventure. So it's fun. You put it on the schedule, something to look forward to. Also, you're not cooking and cleaning up dinner. That is always a win to me. 
So this can also be just stores. Maybe there's a new pet shop and you can go and look at the animals. Now that gets tricky if they want to buy the animals, but it can be fun just to go and look and pet. Maybe there is a new store you haven't been to in general. Maybe it's a new clothing store, toy store, bookstore, whatever it is. There's a new park that they've put in. You can take a day, kind of drive around and look for places that maybe you didn't notice. Maybe you live in a small town and there's a town square and there are some new shops you've never been to. Just take a day to walk around and check them out. Oh, maybe we want to come back here later to buy XYZ, but we're not buying today. That's my favorite. Not today, but we'll we'll put it on our list to come back to. So this is something fun where you can build the list together and then choose when to put each place on your schedule. So whatever that looks like for you and yours, try something new. That's just always a fun novel thing. All right, my third strategy is not my family's favorite. I'm going to tell you, we're not the most outdoorsy active people. So this one I've found some workarounds, but get moving. You need to get moving. Your kids need to get moving. It's just good for everybody, especially if you are someone who works from home and you sit at a desk. Um, It's great if you have a standing desk. It's great if you've got one of those under-the-desk treadmills, but we can't all afford under-the-desk treadmills, so we got to find other ways to get up and moving. So get outside as much as possible, obviously. But if you are like me and you live somewhere like central Arkansas, or if you live in Texas, or like there are places it is hot outside. And my kids, myself included, were not huge fans of the awesome heat that is taking over the world outside. So some of our favorite things to do if and when we do get outside, um, there's sidewalk chalk especially the little kids love things like bubbles. My kids are older, so we're kind of a little past some of these things, but I can occasionally convince them that things are still fun. So sidewalk chalk, bubbles, a frisbee, any kind of ball you can get outside and play, any form of water. For those of us in Southern America, any form of water you can play in. Get the hose out, get a cheap sprinkler. If you've got a pool, you are blessed and highly favored. Uh, But for those of us who don't, there are options. So try to find a fun way to get outside where everybody's not cussing the sun and get some sunshine and have some fun. So if it is just 110 degrees outside and you cannot even with the heat, there are also online options that you can do. Some of our favorites are Go Noodle. I know a lot of teachers use this in the classroom. It's a lot of fun. It's good for just getting your silly wiggles out. And even if you can convince the older kids, the teens, that we're all just being stupid and funny and let's do it anyway, sometimes they'll get in there and do it. So Go Noodle, we love. Cosmic Kids Yoga is one of my favorite things. We've been doing this since my kids were little. I love it because it's yoga, but there's always a storyline, and it's typically along with a story that the kids are already familiar with. So it may be from a book or from a movie, but she puts all her yoga poses in with this storyline of whatever story she's chosen. And it's so much fun because they get a story and they get yoga and everybody's up and moving, and it's a lot of fun. So all of these things that I'm mentioning, I'm going to include links in the show notes. So be sure you check there if you want to check any of these out. 
The last thing that we have done here in our house for moving is ABC exercise. And this is just a lot of fun. So you assign one type of exercise for each letter of the alphabet. And you can find examples of this online. You could probably get a free printable that already somebody's made that has an exercise for every letter of the alphabet. And it might be do five sit-ups or run in place or do a jumping jack or whatever it is. So every letter has an exercise. And then you choose words or names to spell out in exercises. So if I were to spell out my name, maybe R is five jumping jacks and A is two burpees. Please don't ask me to do burpees. That's the worst. But you get the idea. You assign every letter an exercise and then you choose a word or a name to spell out. They can exercise their name and you can just do the first name or do your full name and do a lot of exercise. It's the world is your oyster. Do whatever you want. But these are just fun ways to incorporate movement and exercise into your day. So you don't have to get outside in the heat, but there are ideas for doing that. And some of it you can do inside and still be moving. All right. My fourth point here is family time. Uh, This one, I love family time. I want to have more family time. It's got to be intentional. This is planned time together, not like we're hanging out, doing nothing, staring at our phones. Everybody's on their own device. No, this is intentional planned time together. And this could be a movie night. Maybe you take turns choosing the movie. You include fun snacks and drinks. I have a friend who was the queen of family movie night, and she would choose a theme that went along with the movie, and all the snacks would be themed with whatever that movie was. It was amazing. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not that mom. We may be having popcorn or cookies, or it's not going to be quite that elaborate. But if that is your jam, if that just really sounded exciting to you, go to town. You can do all kinds of fun things with this. And then aside from movie nights, just card games, board games. Again, everybody can take turns choosing what to play. And this can be for the whole family if everybody's available. But this is also a great way if there are siblings in the house, you can encourage sibling bonding time. If you need to get some work done, this is a great way to say, hey, I've got to get these things done right now. This is a great time for you guys to play whatever it is they like to play. So for my older kiddos, they like Settlers of Catan. We like Tenzies. That's a dice game. Bananagrams, one of my favorites. And card games, Phase 10, Skip Bow, Uno. There are so many things. I'm going to link some of these in the show notes as well, just to share some of our favorites. But this can go either way, family time, or I need to get some work done, go have sibling time. Whatever that needs to look like for you, you've got options. And then the last thing, this is one of my favorites, do stuff for others. I love doing activities, coming up with ways for my kids to focus on other people. Because when they are focused on themselves and aren't sure what to do, then it's, I'm bored. What about me? So let's think about somebody else. Let's think about other people than those who live inside this house. (laughs) Look outside the walls of your house. This can be as simple as you're making a card or just writing a card to encourage somebody else. Let's write some cards. Here is a list of a few people who are sick, or maybe somebody died in their family recently, or maybe we just want to send a friendly note to somebody. So you can just write cards that you already have. You can make cards, get super crafty with it. 
Or you could bake cookies for friends or neighbors. Maybe you use that sidewalk chalk we were talking about to create some fun games or encouraging notes out on your driveway or on the sidewalk around your house. Um, I love seeing those videos people post online where somebody has created a hopscotch out on the sidewalk and you see random adults walking down the sidewalk and all of a sudden they're doing hopscotch. How fun is that to bring joy to other people? So that's a fun, easy way to do it. Also, I know we don't all love the cleaning out of the closets. I mean, some people do. But cleaning out closets or rooms, getting rid of a few things with the intent of donating the things you didn't even realize you still had, maybe, or I've been meaning to get rid of this, or I haven't played with this in forever, or worn it, or it doesn't fit anymore. Those kinds of things, it's always easier for my kids to part with stuff when they know it's going to someone else who needs it. So if that's something you've been needing to do anyway, take a day, hey, it's clean out and donate day. This is really going to benefit a kid who could use these toys because we've got so many others or whatever it is. So regardless of what your specific routines and rhythms look like, it's important that you're being intentional in setting them and then sticking to them. Because this cuts down on your mental load and overall stress. Plus, the kids in your house are a little more chill when they know what to expect and when they have fun things that they can look forward to. So develop a daily schedule that works for you. Choose something new to try. This can be alone and or together, whatever works for you. Get your bodies moving. Endorphins are a wonderful thing. Designate your family time and find something that you can do for other people. And remember, we're talking about all summer here or any time really that you are trying to work from home and you've got kids in the house. These are things that you can sprinkle throughout the weeks. This is not cram it all into one day. Okay, give yourself some grace here. So if this episode was helpful for you, take a screenshot, would you, and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me so that we can connect. I would love to share it with my audience too. Even better, I would love to hear from you in the DMs over there. So I want to know which summer survival tip are you going to try first? If you try one, take a picture, share it over on the gram, make sure to tag me because I cannot wait to see what you will try first. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to check the show notes to get links for all the resources mentioned in this episode. As always, your reviews make such a difference. So thank you for taking the time to leave those for us. Your ratings and thoughts mean so much. I love reading each and every one. As we wrap up today, please remember, life can feel crazy and overwhelming sometimes, but you will never regret taking the time to create some breathing room.